Matt Flynn, one start, minus 0.04 points. Oh, yes. <laughs> that could be our 2013 for Fitzy. Oh, that's my favorite Haver start of the year. There's nothing that's gone past that one. Welcome, welcome to the Ocho Bowl official podcast. Uh, I'm Steve Mann, your host, and to the listeners out there right around the world, it's a pleasure to have you this beautiful Tuesday evening. We're recording a little early this week. Um, I'm up and about. I had a not just an Ocho win, but a clean sweep across all my fantasy leagues on the weekend, so sitting a little taller this evening. Um, I'm joined, as usual, by the Commish. How are you, Commish? I'm not too bad. It'd be better if, you know, someone in um, Kansas City could start uh, catching some passes. would make it a bit better, but, yeah, I'll get over it. Me, Cole, Hardman. <laughs> I can see the new chance just, just starting to form. Um, and our usual host, uh, as we all know, Keeney and I played off on the weekend, just a no-show. Did not want to show his face in the podcast after just getting absolutely belted. Um I guess he's uh, sort of getting a bit of a sense for what his family has felt like his entire life, having such a disappointment for a son. Um, but I was happy to take the pretty easy win over the weekend. But I'm sure we'll be able to get Keeney back next week after his fortunes turn around, although the, the Fitzy curse has not been sitting too well with him. Um, however, in his place, as we flagged last week, we're joined by the real stats man of the, of the league, Daniel Havers, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to be here on this uh, beautiful Tuesday night. <laughs> it is certainly a beautiful Tuesday night. Um, wasn't particularly beautiful NFL games today for anyone that watched them, though. Pretty ugly. We were just talking off air about the finish to the Dallas-Arizona game. Bit yuck. Yeah, but came down on the right side of it, so can't be too unhappy. That's true. It's all about fantasy. I think someone said on the group chat that the commentators were referring to fantasy as opposed to referring to the game itself when they were saying that it really changes the complexion. So, yeah, well, I think they must be listening to the fantasy. podcast. They called McCarthy meat and potatoes. So, <laughs> yeah, just a subtle wink out there to all of the listeners. Yes, well, it's we, we did some. Uh, in, in the spirit of Havers coming on the podcast, I didn't want to be shown up as not being a data analytics type guy. So I did some some deep diving into the podcast and we've got a couple of listeners over in the US and a couple in the UK. So welcome to our international friends. Not too sure what you, what you were doing to find this podcast deep down in the archives of iTunes, but we're more than happy to have you. Um, so we've got a pretty stacked schedule today. However, um, the mailbags have been coming in thick and fast and to essentially summarize what they're all saying, it's, we don't really want to hear from you guys. Just give us more Havers stats. So I think <laughs> um, given that we might just throw straight to the great man and um, you can take us through what you've, what you've been hiving out of the giant supercomputers that I assume you use to pull those stats. Yeah. Well, first of all, we'll jump off the, uh, from the discussion we had today based around the scoring. 
and the uh, the high scoring this year. This season, so far through the first six weeks, we've had the second highest score overall, only beat uh, only beaten by last year. Interesting. So, yeah, it was only about uh, it was eighty points less last than last year, I believe. Do you reckon that means we're getting better at fantasy, or it's just the highest scoring <laughs> season? Well, with all the injuries, you'd like to think we're getting better. Yeah. Because a lot, lot of the studs would have been missing that would just put up the easy points. That's true. Yeah. I did hear on, um, on Red Zone um, last week or this week that it's the most touchdowns they've ever had through five weeks or six weeks in a season. I don't know if that – or I guess that translates in some way to points. Hmm. That would. And it's uh, – so we, we looked through the group chat today with a question at points against. So let's have a look at the total points, total points for – Okay. Um, Cam this year has got the third highest as a percentage and third Ooh. highest overall, which is only only beaten by uh, Cam of last year and Andrew the year before. Deepest. That's a he's, he's in form, isn't he? Yeah, just I'm not enjoying Cam being good at fantasy now. I remember <laughs> he was trash for so long and now he's consistently good. It ruins my day. I still, every time I look at his lineup, I just firmly believe he's one injury to Zeke away from the whole thing crumbling. Because it's just no depth at running back. But it's just somehow, like, you don't need depth. You just need two guys to score points every weekend. He's got that. But, yeah, uh, it's hard to argue with those stats two years in a row. Uh, and we all know, well, actually, I don't know if we do, Andrew. Maybe you should talk to us about what happened to your 2018 team. Mate, I, I'm already down. You have to keep kicking me here. Oh, do we want to talk about Andrew's 2018 team for a second? <laughs> Let me just bring up all the rounds. Uh, sort some data. This is. I look. You're hearing the magic happen live at the moment, listeners. I look through it, and it's. If I remember correctly, the week four. Yeah, so at the end of each round, the positions for Andrew's team compared to every that year, scoring compared to every other year, was the 21st best round one, then first, 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 second, second, first, 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 first. Wow, that's cumulative, yeah? Yeah, so that means at yeah. round eight, he had he's had the highest score ever. And was that also, wow. oh, was that comparatively to league scoring? Yeah, yeah. So that's highest compared to every other year, and finished at ten and four, with the fourth ever highest points against. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. I was like that team. I very easily could have won every game. I think I lost my four games by about ten points, like combined. It was a very <laughs> small amount that I lost by. Yeah. Well. well so on the, the other side of the equation, um, and, and obviously <clears throat> for those who, I don't know, well, f- for the five people who don't listen to, who aren't in the group chat, um, <laughs> this was stemmed from a conversation from the MUP, um, who prefers to be called Dale, I'm not sure why. Um, he, he was basically whinging that he's having the unluckiest year ever and highest points against, not even the highest in the league this year, as Havis pointed out, mind you. But um, do you think that, when you look at that list, there's a correlation between poor teams having the highest against because they're not having to play themselves, or is it just 
it's just random because I did look down there and I couldn't see any championship teams and not many finalist teams, but that was just a quick glance. Let me have a look. There's some people saying that they have bad luck. I would say I was actually going to start trying to track something like this preseason because it's always sort of the people who do poorly are like, oh, I had such bad luck. <laughs> well, not everyone has bad luck. Maybe it's just <laughs> you know, you're not very good. We've got selective memories, haven't we? We, yeah. we remember the touchdown that was called back, but not the three touchdowns that were called back for the opposition. Yeah. Well, I mean, six I'm very much guilty of that. <laughs> six of the top 10 uh, as percentage against actually have winning records up to round six. Is that including the 2012-13 year? No. Uh, yes, sorry, yes. No, so the, the, it's fine that it does. It doesn't, shouldn't make any difference yeah. because I did, I did look at that. There was, I think, three of us who were a positive record and the others are at 500 or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I guess over six rounds as well, it's a bit hard because you're playing a random selection of the opposition. Yeah, I guess it's like six rounds points a game as well because if you play someone who gets 200 points, like it's such a big disparity over like what 110, 120 sort of the average, you're, you're like you're nearly getting double a regular round. So if you get regular rounds, the rest of it, it's still like if you don't get someone who puts up a 80 like I did this week. Or a 64. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Nintendo. I, I, yeah, I, I guess that's a good point because Ben was never going to be not highest against, was he, when he went up against the 195 from Cam last week. Yeah, and I think, so, he, I mean, I he had a couple he, of big other big weeks as well. Like, Ben's been pretty unlucky just in general, aside from his yeah, team. I think he, he, he scored 135 the first week and lost easily to me. Yeah. I think I had 155, 160 or something. Um, I, I feel like it's a great stat and probably the longer into the year we look at it, the better the stat is too. Tells a true and true story. It's all set up, ready to go. Once those scores get made, we'll be able to look at it. Beautiful. What else you got for us, Havers? Well, on the on the lower end, uh, Fitzy, oh, yes. Fitzy <laughs> third lowest percentage points scored. This year is the third lowest ever. This, this year, he's, he's only scored 6.7% oh. 6. of points scored in the Ocho Bowl. <laughs> and so... Uh, for those doing the maths at home, 6.7, so 7% is 1 13th, 1 14th. Mm-hmm. It's basically like there was an extra team in the league. <laughs> that's, and, and then, then it, yeah, wow. That's, yeah, it's not great, is it? No. It is. I don't know if you prepared it or if you can put this in the list to prepare later. Do you, do you have the all time percentage? So, for like me, you would have every year or Woodsy the three years he's been in now, the percentage of total points over all of that time they've scored? Uh, I don't I don't have it, but I could that's fine. We'll park it and we'll that'd next that'd time you come on we'll, we'll grab that's it next time. Or we'll save that's maybe that's a, a, that's that's yeah. gonna be that that's almost the best measure ever. It's like yeah. how you know, how have you performed in your history of... Maybe that could be the end of season, the end of season Havers podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll keep that one under wraps for then to reveal. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I, I like it. I, I feel like... Look, I, I would still argue the, the most 
Portometric is championships won because that's ultimately what we're trying <laughs> to do. But, <laughs> um, but, but apart from the fact that sometimes in a game you will rest players and stuff because there's not many people that do it, but there's a few of us to do. Total score is literally the truest thing that you can come up with. Yeah. So it's a very good stat to measure over full history because even wins and losses, like we obviously did that at the start and I think Camo, Keeney, Andrew, you guys were up there with the best win-loss ratios over the history, but um, that's still relying on who you play that week. Yeah. All right. Any any others? Yeah, Keeney's got the uh, the seventh lowest this season. Ooh, seventh lowest ever. Yeah, 7.31%. After through six weeks. I guess the Nintendo's contributed to that. Yeah. Has that been adjusted for the 12-team league and PPR? Um, no, that hasn't. Ooh, but that, there's, uh, That's even worse if it's not adjusted. I mean, for it would PPR. adjust for PPR, but it wouldn't adjust for the 12-team. Uh, I this this one I'm only counting about filters for only the twelve under the twelve team. Sorry, so this does. Uh, and and you're doing so you're doing percentage of total points, right? Yes. Uh, so total score's not relevant. Okay. No. Well, that's probably another reason Keen is in hiding today. Yeah. <laughs> just what about? I just had a look at just the current standings, and Cam's seventy points clear. <laughs> Over 10 points a week. I'm not enjoying this. Uh, but I guess if he scores a 125 instead of a 195 last week, he's level with everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which he didn't. So, it's, But yeah, that's the... Yeah. Oh, actually, I, I don't know if you've got a stat for this one, Havers, but we talked about Camo having the luckiest season. I don't know what definition you could apply to lucky, but is like how does that compare? Because even just to your point, um, Andrew, he's still at he's just I think ninth best score, just. Yeah, he's uh, no, he's eighth. He's eighth ahead of me oh, yeah, by so he's... like two points, but then he's also. Like four behind Havers, so I mean it's pretty tight in that mediocre area there. Yeah, yeah. There's always been a cluster in the middle. Like Reese is only ten points ahead of you. Um, sorry, ten points ahead of Havers. Yeah, but anyway, do you have anything? Do you have anything on lucky seasons? I haven't really. He's it's got he's got the seventy fourth best score for percentage. How many games? It was 105 and one. Uh, 140, I believe. So right in the middle. 104, sorry. 104. 104. Oh, so he's, he's bottom 30%, yet he's 5 and 1. Paints a reasonably lucky picture. Yeah, it's on par with, round on par with um, Andrew last year. Who happened to be at four and two with negative behind in points, negative point differential? <laughs> I saw that actually, but that was on a pretty high, high scoring season as well, right? You had the third highest against ever or something. 
Was yeah, the highest? Uh, highest highest scoring 2019, so highest for highest against. Right. Yeah. Mm, interesting. All right, what else you got for us? What else we got? Uh, we'll move to this one here, and we talk about we talk about lucky seasons. I've looked a little bit at something like that. I've looked at without kicker and defense. So now you talk about bad luck with the kicker and defense. Yep. Um. There's what is that? Four games that have been affected that the results would have changed if there was no kicker or no defense. Do you have the list of games? Uh, I do. Um, so my week one, I would have beaten Keeney. Yep. <laughs> Keeney would have been that's another loss. Yes. Um, he would have been. Oh, he's won, won three. So, yep. Dale lost week two. Would have lost week two to Jared. Yep. Reese would have lost week two to Jared. Reece so, Jared, yep. Yeah, so Jared so would Jared be. Jared has uh, two more wins for CBS yeah, four and two. Jared would be and four he's and the two. second highest points for as well. Yeah. So there'd wow. be the two, five, and ones would stay. Four, 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 and twos, and three, one, and fives. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I, I, at least it, yeah, it's happened to, uh, apart from Jared, it's happened, like the bottom teams have been the beneficiaries of it. So it probably tells you that the bottom team should be there. Yeah. Jesus. Andrew would have lost one as well. Would have lost to Reese. Oh, and week one. Week one. So Reese actually had two because Reese is minus. Reese had three, I think. I missed that because Reese is minus one. Oh wow! Oh, and so he's, had, he's had uh, like two wins and a loss. Uh, two yeah. losses and a win. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Have you, when you did that, did you adjust like total points for if you just take those two positions out? Um. Yeah, I made a whole new matchup rankings and did all oh, the. Yeah. Did all every so, every matchup? Out and of every, curiosity, how much does it change the points for? Um, like, oh, just the order of points for, I guess. Alrighty, I haven't sorted them, but that'll take me two seconds. So, because I think at the moment, just while you're doing that, the list of points for we won't go through the numbers, but first is Cam, second is. Jared, third is me, fourth is Woodsy, fifth is Dale, sixth is Reese. Then you've got Havers, then Camo, then Andrew, then Ben, then Keeney, then Daylight, then Fitzy. Yeah. But not uh, it's gonna, gonna take me a bit of a bit of a while to sort it. All right, all good. We'll come back to that one. Yeah, we'll come, um, come back. Why, why don't you give us one more and then maybe as we go through the matchups from the week, if you've got some additional stats on the teams. Yeah, uh, I, I, do actually, I do actually. So that'll be, that'll be good. Um, Dale was talking about how he's having a, uh, I just should have brought this up in the score. He's talking about he's having a, a terrible against season. Four of the top seven scores of his top seven scores against have actually come this season. Oh. <laughs> oh, or is it just the 
you know, he's having a slightly unlucky season, but he normally gets a super lucky season. And now he's <laughs> with some of us who get a unlucky season. Four of the top sevens hard to argue with though. That's pretty yeah. unlucky because he's only played six games. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty stiff. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's probably a good spot to pause it. Um, I love this. We literally could talk about this forever because it's so funny how you'd think that, you know, there's enough stats in fantasy just to keep us happy. But this, particularly when we're going over the history of it, I think that's the one of the greatest discoveries we've ever made is that we could go back and get every bit of data out of the archives. Um, let's, let's jump into the review of week six. Um, we're, we're doing things a little differently tonight. As we mentioned, we're recording on a Tuesday, so... We're obviously going a day earlier than we normally would. Um, as you remember last week, we hadn't yet had a waiver wire completion because it was happening on the night that we were doing the recording. Um, we're obviously not going to have a waiver wire for tonight. Just before we jump into the matchups, actually, uh, Commission Havers, if you've got any thoughts, uh, might be worth just running through the waiver wire from last week. Um, there was a couple I'll call out. Um, and I'm sure you're probably pulling it up on your screen, commissions we go. Uh, the first was the Fitzy getting his win by dropping half his roster, um, but inexplicably keeping a second defense. Um, we talked about Adrian Peterson, who was on by being snapped up by Cam straight away, but Fournette was still going. Uh, four bidders on Fournette. I put in a cheeky six. Um, wasn't enough to get the job done. Joel Fitzsimmons, Fitzy put in 13, Woodsy 17, and Jared just scooped him up with a $36 bid. Any thoughts on that one? Um, no, I think it's about right. Like, it's if he ends up becoming the starter, I mean, it looks like Ronald Jones is playing pretty well, but if he does become this, you know, if he does take over, obviously, then he, um, you get an elite running back. So it's worth the risk. And then the other one that uh, probably jumped out at me a little bit was the Chase Claypool. Uh, Havers, you got him for 15, if I remember correctly. Um, I think I might have bid 11, and Andrew, I think you bid about five. Happy with that get, Havers? I am, actually. He's turned out to be pretty good from, from this week already. I thought I would, would have had to, wouldn't have got him with what I put in. Um, but hopefully he can start most weeks, which should be should be good considering all my bench wide receivers were doing absolutely nothing. Speaking of waivers, I bid eight for me, Cole Hardman, and as we're speaking, I just cut him from my roster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, did he? It was he was a zero, wasn't he today? Don't zero. He, he was barely on the field. Um, I thought he like with um, uh, Sammy Watkins out that he. They'd use him as the number two, but they used Denard Robinson more. So goodbye, Miko. See you uh, never. A couple of other cheeky ones of note. Um, Henry Ruggs the third. Hey, you got him for seventeen. Um, yeah. Reasonable get. He's looking pretty good. Interestingly enough, you dropped Russell Gage to get him, which was very useful for me because it enabled me to scoop him up afterwards and have my coverage in case Julio didn't get up because that's pretty much what's happened every week or year is I have one of my Falcons pull out. So thank you for that. Um, 
other notable ones, Fitzy got Travis Fulham for 13. I reckon that looks like a pretty good get now. He seems to be... Yeah, just, no, he's... I know they got some guys coming back from injury the next couple of weeks, but he's got a lot of targets. Um, G- yell out if you've got anything to add on any of these. JD McKissick, Woodsy got him for $4. Um, Haver, you picked Ryan Fitzpatrick. You paid for him. Um, not a lot. A couple of defences. You paid a dollar for Greg's airline. <laughs> Regretting yeah. that today? No, I still think it's good. I the theory is they're still going to be a decent offense, but just not have the final punch. So hopefully, going forward, they'll have to settle for more field goals. Makes sense. Uh, and then there was a heap of activity that went on after the waivers, which we won't talk about today because it's clearly not that interesting. Or they would have been waivered. All right, so let's get into game reviews. Um, <laughs> Andrew, do you? Why don't you pick the game to start us off? Uh, we'll start with actually. I was looking at this week's games. Um, we'll start with um, Cam v Camo. Cam and Camo. So Cam one twenty nine point eight uh, got the job on the top of the table clash done against Camo one hundred one point seven two. The unbeaten lucky streak of Camo finally comes to an end. To be fair, when you put up one hundred and one and you're undefeated, you you can't expect your undefeated streak to continue for much longer. Um, a couple of talking points for me out of this game. Uh, Gesicki, a zero, wasn't particularly helpful for anybody uh, out of out of Miami, particularly when they put up 24 points. So it wasn't like they, um, they didn't do anything on offense, but unfortunately they played the Jets, who just are useless. So wasn't needed. Uh, and the other one that probably underwhelmed was Alexander Madison, just a four after all the hype. And Dalvin Cook's apparently back after the bye. So we, we talked about how convenient it was that he had Madison just ready to come in with the Cook injury, but didn't really help him much. Any thoughts on this one, Kamish? Um, yeah, just uh, Brandon Cooks backs it up after, you know, a zero, then a 30, and then he comes in with a 20. So might have found some consistency there. And um, just Debo, sound, uh, looks like he's come back from injury straight back to full strength and uh, could be back into Cam's lineup as of next week. 12.8 from Peterson wasn't bad, although I think Swift put up about 25. So Keane, yeah. I'm sure, is getting excited about that. What about you, Havers? Any thoughts on this one? Um, well, we spoke earlier about Cam um, and his running backs being like one injury away from it in this situation. He's lucky Zeke is Zeke guy coming out fumbling on his first two possessions. There'll be questions about whether he remains starter, but the fact that he's proven himself before might he'll keep the position and stay lucky for cam. I've, uh, I've wasted a roster spot the whole year and I'm refusing to drop him on Tony Pollard. So I'm pretty as soon happy. As you drop him, Zeke will get injured. So you just no gotta him. drop him the week before you play cam and then you'll be safe. Yeah, maybe. But it's, I, it's worth I, it. I think, I think he's valuable to Cam, and I'm just not giving him up because he every he's the only top end running back. Or Kamara hasn't got injured, but every other one has. Delvin Cook's got injured. McCaffrey's got injured. Barkley's got injured. It's just it's due. I'm, I'm just going to hang it and hang. Especially him. if they're going to run him like into the ground with um, uh, Dak injured, so you know, there's more chance of injury as well. That's true. They they are valuable. You're speaking of the guy who's got two real running backs on his roster and both their backups. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you just need to like, yeah. If you're 
particularly if you're Cam and you've got like I feel like I go on about this all the time, but you take Davis out because at some point in the next couple of weeks, I know he's been amazing, but he's gone because McCaffrey's back. He's useless. So then he's got Elliot, who's very good. Ronald Jones, who's continuing to do the job, so you can't really for him. But that's it. Ingram's just not the guy at Baltimore. And Peterson, well, you know, he was okay this week, but I don't think he'd feel good starting him. So he's all right right now while he's got Davis, but it's just such a brittle position for him, even just to handle buyers. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I guess if you're putting up 190, it doesn't really matter though, does it? Or if you get to play <laughs> come over. <laughs> Uh, anything else on this one? No, I'm all good. I'm good. All right. What do we got next, Andrew? Uh, so we got Reese uh, putting up 89 uh, against uh, Fitzy with a 75. It was. It was. I feel like it was the second week in a row the whole league was cheering for Fitzy, <laughs> and then Aaron Rodgers just stunk it up and just. Flipped the whole script of this game. Yeah, say Rogers just wasn't a fan of his curse being broken. And he just had to get some revenge <laughs> on Fitzy. Oh, I mean, against Tampa Bay, particularly if you knew Tampa Bay was going to score thirty-eight, and Rogers needs to score seventeen for Fitzy to win, you'd be pretty. You'd feel pretty comfortable, wouldn't you? Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> um, and then so on this one I just had um, so Travis uh, is it Fulham or Fulgham I don't know but yeah, either way he like he looked pretty good in that game against a good defense in Baltimore so um, you know we touched a bit before but he looks like he's got a good player there um, but then Fitzy we thought his luck was turning around and then most it looks like he's going to go on IR for at least three weeks so um yeah, poor Fitzy. Just <laughs> stiff. I think um, the thing I love most about Fulham or Fulgham, however we are pronouncing it these days, uh, Edwards Elair, he um, he's one of those guys who's so random, at least to start the season, that he's wearing the wrong jersey in the headshot photo. <laughs> or like it was a couple of years ago, I had uh, Nelson Aguilar. And he, they didn't have a photo. They just had that like generic black helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and I drafted him and I'm like, yes, if this guy goes good, it's going to be so good having this all year. But yeah, he was on the waivers by about week two. Um, however, I don't think Fulgham is going anywhere. He's looked great. And then Reese as well, banking two wins with uh, CMC out. Like, you got to be happy with that. Oh, yeah. The banking win with sub 100 with 89 is a great, great thing to have achieved, I reckon. Do, do you reckon it was just a down week for Reese, or do you reckon it was there's cracks appearing in his roster? Oh, I mean, the cracks are... I mean, I did get 15 from his defense, but... Um, uh, which... I've been the exact same as Reese, but he got them because of waiver... And it would have been the difference in my game if I played them. But like Ertz, um, like Ertz, we already noted was an issue for him. His wide receiver two spot, also an issue. Um, So, I mean, the issues are 
where we already knew they were in his team. Um, when he has all these running backs there, he's going to have a great running back core and Woods is always going to be consistent. But if he doesn't fix his tight end and his second wide receiver, you know, that's probably the lead on his team until he can fix it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fair. It was interesting. Um, if I remember correctly, um, Newton didn't have a touchdown at all, did he? Was there a rushing one in there, maybe? Yeah, he got a rushing one. Okay, I was trying to figure out how he scored 18 because I was thinking, I just remember that game being mostly field goals. and He got ran 76 yards. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, I think it, it's the floor of those guys, like Josh yeah. Allen, Cam Newton, uh, Kyler Murray. They just, it's so hard to get a shocking score out of them. Like Rogers 3.8 that Fitzy got, it's just not possible if you've got one of those running quarterbacks. Yeah. You got anything on this yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you spoke about um, Reese and his wide receiver too. He's never started his best two wide receivers this whole season. Ooh. So always, always been points Spicy. on the table for that. And I missed it in the last one, but same with Cummins. He's uh, four of the six weeks. He started the wrong tight end. <laughs> four of the six. Would it, four, uh, four, well, I guess six. he couldn't this week, could he? He didn't. He only had one to pick from. Yeah. Uh, although he still started the wrong one because the guy scored zero. <laughs> so he could have started Henry on a bye. Would have been the same result. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Reese right. is going to have some trade value when his receivers, oh, when his running backs come back. Got, do you got think four startable ones. Though? Do you think he will trade or do you think he's, he's just thinking, I'm going to start three of them? And... Well, he's got Hunt, Chubb, CMC. Robinson, Freeman. So you can't yeah, start five Robinson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot Robin, Robin. Yeah. Who do you trade if you're him? Which of those do you reckon gets the best value but obviously has the least impact on your team? Um, uh, I don't know. You, uh, you probably... Uh, it's something tough. Probably Robinson, like... Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're probably trying to trade the worst one for someone that you know will just get you 10 points or whatever. And then, because you know you're going to get so much points from your running backs. But I think the, you know, if you're trying to win the league, you trade one of Chubb or Hunt once they're both back and then hope that the other one, the one you trade gets injured. And then you've got, you know, it's the riskier play, but you could also probably get a really big wide receiver for one of those guys. Yeah, I think it's a big call. I think if I was him, I'd trade Chubb or CMC because I feel like you could get anyone. Certainly with CMC, you can get anyone in the league you want. And his two wide receivers are Woods and Edelman. You know, nothing spectacular there. Like you could, if he came to me, I'd give him any, like any, he could pick his, of my three wide receivers. And, but I feel like when you're him, you're not, like the third best running back that you've got is not going to be that much worse than what you're giving up, but what you're going to gain in. But you have to get one. I agree with you. You have to get the best wide receiver. Like it's no good getting a middle-class one because then the gap between them and the, you know, guy you get off the waivers isn't that much. Yeah. So I'd be like, you know, I want Tyree Kill or Julio or Michael Thomas or something. That's fair. What do you, what do you, what do you, would you do? Running back. 
Fitzy does need a running back for next week. If you're looking to shift <laughs> one, of, one, of the, one of the lesser ones now, take Thielen. Yeah. Although, I reckon you could get better than Thielen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess one of the lesser ones, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Mm, interesting. It'll be, or, or he might just go, like, because he's not a big trader, Reese. Yeah. And I guess as well, like, it's the year to have depth and the trade deadline's late. So you might just wait until after buys and then you know, wait for, you know, how desperate's Cam going to be once um, CMC comes back and he's um, short on running backs, then, you, you know, you could get a CMC, uh, no, uh, a um, Terry McLaurin or someone for like a Devonta Freeman or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, let's move on. What was next? Uh, next I've got, um, so yourself with a 168, just get in the win over um, our host who's done the Joe the Goose um, <laughs> uh, with a 106. Uh, and so what do I have for this one? I'll just welcome back Julio. Just comes yeah. back in with a cheeky 20 points. Just looking nice. Yeah. I think, like, oh, so what is the margin? Point, sorry. 62-point margin. Um, that's obviously sounds pretty great. I think the bits of context to probably throw into this one is, firstly, Julio got, a, like, a 40-yard touchdown on a fourth and four or something where yes. when they were miles ahead and it was just, like, everything broke down and he just... Ryan just lobbed it over a defender to him and he ran the whole way because it just it all fell apart. Then when they were even further ahead on a fourth and something, um, Hurst got like a 30-yard touchdown as well. So that's like 20 points that just, you know, shouldn't happen. And then Kirk's last touchdown as well was they were so far ahead and he got thrown an 80-yard touchdown. So there's another 15 points. So I reckon there's 35 of those 62 points that, just the complete freak, you know, yeah. can't count on him. So it's probably more a, a meat and potatoes type win than the flashiness <laughs> that the result would suggest. Um, and then as well, we touched on uh, Swift. Uh, he finally puts up a good week and he's sitting on the bench <laughs> the week after uh, Kenny trades her running back. So he trades to the running back and puts him on the bench because of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty stiff. He's, he's never, never started uh, his best two running backs. Ooh, yeah. He's it's, got, it's, to, got to go on the chase. It's a pretty actually damning stat that because he doesn't have good. It's not like he's got a bunch of running backs that are good and it's hard to pick between them. I guess that's as well. Like if you've got four like backups and like part-timers, it's just who scores the touchdown all the time. Yeah, I guess so. I, Philip Lindsay's been gone all year, though. So, yeah. yeah, I guess he's having to start from those guys. Um, disappointing for him, Mike Evans, too. That's not that's not what you're after. But, yeah. I mean, and that's only happen. a seven from Goggles. Just You would have been banking on another 10-plus score from Goggles, and he's just let him down with a seven. Well, that's it. If Goggles had scored 69, Keeney wins. I'm having a very different yeah. discussion. So, yeah, it's a bit, bit stiff for him. It's a shame he's not with us today because I'd love to ask him the question, what are you going to do with goggles 
in the buy next the week. Buy. Yeah, keep him. The oh. the old Keeney, the the Keeney that was good at this fantasy game would never ever carry two kickers or two defenses, but he already carried two defenses last week. So I don't I don't know whether oh, he's got two defenses right now. There you go. So I just, he's got to keep him. You yeah. So what what will be the fab bids if he drops him? Oh yeah, I'd have a crack. The, so you got to increase your bid by like if you're gonna put two bucks on, you're like you're gonna increase it a couple more just for having goals. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Do you do you reckon there's any chance, or what odds will you give that Keeney carries two defenses and two kickers into this coming round? Oh, I'd be shocked on that. Yeah, so would I. Tell you what, if we're going to have to have an intervention on the podcast next week if he does that. Like, we're going to need to get a talking pillow and go a safe space and just check if he's all right because, I don't know, a few screws are just starting to come loose in that normally very seasoned um, brain of his. Uh, all right, anything else on this one? Uh, no, that's all for me. No, nothing from me. All right. Um, moving on. What would you have next? I'm going to guess it was Kelsey Clinton. Yep. Yep. So Ben just breaking the duck. Um, 151.74, getting the job over the self-described unluckiest man alive, Dale McAuliffe. 112.48. Um, it did play out pretty well for him, didn't it? Yeah. Just Ben's team finally... Hits on cylinders like Kenyon Drake finally puts up a good week. It only took him six weeks, and playing da- um, Dallas. If he could play Dallas every week, he might be RB one again. Mm, I'll tell you what. I just noticed this. I didn't realize it during the game. He conceded nineteen points. Sorry, twenty-seven points on defense and kicker. So Dale got twenty-seven points advantage from defense and kicker. So if you reckon you're unlucky and you just got 27 points bonus from your kicker in defense, you've got to reassess what you think luck is. Jefferson was good, wasn't he? Yeah, he was pretty good. Just back on uh, the defense, um, during the week when Ben picked up the Packers D, uh, I had to remind him during the week to put him in his lineup um, (laughs) because he thought he'd done it but hadn't saved it, um, which is... Yeah, Ben, that's why you have to listen to me because if you hadn't listened to me, you would have scored an extra point. That was so unexpected. I know Tampa Bay are good, but it's just Green Bay were. Oh, Bolton. Yeah. I think the Green Bay defense, people still think they're good. But, like, if you look at them, they're actually pretty average defense, especially against the run. So it's, um, you know, it's one of those ones where you're sort of just used to the Packers being, like, a one of the like better defenses, even like good but not great defenses, but they're probably actually average to crap. Mm. Yeah, well, years we've run the bend but don't break kind of style, give up yards, don't give up touchdowns, and some weeks it just doesn't work. Yeah. And then get big points um, again. I think another... it's, it's actually, sorry, I was just going to say it's not related to this game, but. I feel like it brings up the old discussion of is it emotionally you know, sensible to have 
key players in your fantasy team that play for the team you go for. An example I think of here is Fitzy. So when Fitzy went into Sunday night football with Aaron Rodgers likely going to coast him to victory in fantasy and hopefully a Green Bay win, and then, you know, he gets out the back of the night and Rodgers has put up three and Green Bay has been belted. Like, why would you do that to yourself? I, I won't touch the Vikings for that reason. Just, I, I had feeling because I could not, like at the start of the year, it was just such value that he slipped to me in the drafts. So I had to take him, but I didn't want him in my roster because it just depresses me. Yeah, it's, I guess it depends on where you think your team is. Like, I, I didn't mind taking a Denver play this year because I thought we'd be decent, but not great. So I wasn't like, whereas like, if it was one of the years where we were contending for the Super Bowl, oh, I think I still took Denver plays that year because we had just such a, good offense, but, um, you know, you're expecting to win those games. So when they go and have a duck, it double hurts. Um, but, like, if your team's not as good, then that doesn't bother me as much. I, I hate it. <laughs> Especially when you're all... Oh, a couple of weeks ago, I had Aaron Jones, and you're sitting on the sidelines, and uh, Williams is in. So you're like, what are you doing? Swap him over. That's the right <laughs> football play. You're sitting there knowing it's the right football play, the right play to make, the right thing they should be doing, but I need points. Get him on the field. <laughs> See, yeah, I don't true. mind that, like, if I have one of the players, like, I don't mind when, like, it still annoys me when I'm like, oh, they should have this player in, but, like, when it's the right football play, I'm like, oh, look, at least I understand it. It's when, like, Cincinnati, where they keep giving um, Jerry Bernard touches over Mixon, and you're like, what are you doing? Mixing is so much better. And it but, like that just again, that frustrates me where it's like, I can see that it's the wrong decision. How did Bernard these... got the, the early touchdown goal line work, didn't he? On the weekend. Yeah, he got the, so this one. carry from the four, Mixon ran it and then Burrow threw it like incomplete. Then they bring in fucking Bernard for the third touchdown and let him run up the middle. Like just let Mixon <laughs> do that. He's so much better at it. Oh. It worked. Um, yeah. Um, just before we throw to you on this one, hey, there's two comments for me just about uh, Ben's score. We talked about in my game the two very junky touchdowns that Hurst and Julio got, which of course both of them went to Matt Ryan's scoreline, padded that out a bit. And then the Kenyon Drake touchdown at the end today. <laughs> I, I was like, it's one of those ones where as soon as they get through, you know there's no one going to stop them. So then you're like, oh, they're surely going to sit down so the team can take a knee. And now he's gone straight for the end zone. He's getting every yard he can. Taking Mate, touchdown. If I'm Kenyon Drake, I'm getting all the touchdowns I can considering Kyler, you took another one off him today. You should have had three. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's an ugly – it's just a guy I wouldn't want in my team. Even though he's good, you just, just get, you get too frustrated watching him lose touchdowns every week. I feel like it's the sort of player – that's fine to have if you don't watch the games, yeah. but it's so much worse to have if you're watching them because you just get frustrated and stressed. Did you have anything on either of these teams, Havis? Uh, yes, Ben. We talked about a lot, him having a lot of middle equal wide receivers. Yeah. Never actually started the best two wide receivers in the six games. He didn't. Ooh, what did he do today? Yeah, that's pretty hard for him because he has about 10 on his roster. Yeah. <laughs> we, so 
we've, we've uh, I think we've, I'm not sure how much we've talked about this, so I might be just dropping a bombshell here, but um, there'd been some thinking about getting everyone back on for a mid-season review, uh, which would probably be in the next week or so, because I think round seven is the halfway mark of the regular season. Uh, so, so everyone listening out there, take that as a warning that we're probably going to come to you pretty soon and ask to start scheduling times again. But there's a few questions that I'd love answered and probably none more so across the whole league than Ben, why do you keep taking mediocre receivers and using all your fab and trading for them? And it's a, it's a very interesting situation. Dale, anything on Dale? Uh, just his tight end situation, like yuck. Just hit me, <laughs> doesn't inspire confidence. Schultz was looking all right, and now with Dalton, like yuck. Like it's yeah, just not a look. As someone who is known for their love of having a high end tight end, this is why. Like, I don't want to be looking at Higby and Schultz and deciding who to pick and then looking at the waiver wire and being like, oh, I could drop one of them for is the top tight end on the waivers this week. Yeah, Darren Fells or Jared ends. Cook. Like, put a bullet in my head rather than make me make it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't use the word farcical too often. And I, I'm going to stop just short of applying it here, but it's not an enviable situation. I'm not in much better situation, to be honest, because... Hurst is very boom or bust. But I guess I think the thing that makes it look worse is when you've got two of them because it just makes the, the whole thing look and feel even worse because you you're trying to figure out what to do. At least if you just got one guy and you're stuck with him, you're stuck with him. Yeah. Um, Frank Gore, just do we, do we think that Frank Gore's 11 is kind of what you'd expect from him week in, week out now the bell's gone or like yeah. you surely don't want to be starting him. They're just awful. I mean, he doesn't have much choice, like with injuries and buys this week. Um, and then spoilers to looking up, but it looks like barring waiver wise, he's going to be starting him two weeks in a row. Yeah. Well, yeah, cook, cook some buys. We've all started yeah. some mediocre players in our time um, to you know, cover buys. So, yeah. <laughs> While I wouldn't want to be doing it, I'm not going to be judging. I'd love to. There's no way we'll be able to work this out, but I'd love to just be able to go back in time and know the worst player that's ever been started. Like, because obviously there's plenty of guys who start and they score a zero. And that's just, you know, you had one this week, Andrew. But but just, you know, someone who averages 1.6, you know, across their career type. I'm sure someone's had to do it at some point. Yeah, you know, especially in the non-PPR days. I remember there was like times where you just like every run, like all my running backs are on buys or I got any, like two injuries and you're like, I'm starting the backup. Like I, I remember like starting a fullback just being like, I just need him to get a touchdown. Like, and yeah. so he'll have like two yards and you're just like, look, as long as one of those yards is getting him for a touchdown, then he's done his job. Yeah, I, I remember um, in those days having some absolute stinkers and I kept getting stuck with not enough running backs who were the running back in their team. So I was constantly having to play backups or like, you know, those third down specialist guys. And I think that was actually what I did it for a while. I sort of was able to move away from it this year, but it's what got me into that strategy of just taking 
the guy who's going to be the number one, even if he's no good. So yeah. I'd have all this depth on like the last couple of years I've been taking guys like Peyton Barber and that, because I'm like, don't care that he's no good. I just want a guy on my roster who's number one. So if I have to start him getting something, so I don't ever get completely screwed at running back position. Yeah. I, I do remember Matt Flynn getting a couple of starts and I was looking through things and I think he put up a total of eight points or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Flynn. Oh. He was, where did he go? He went somewhere and he was going to be like the Seattle man. and then he got beaten out the by yeah. uh, Russell Wilson. He got paid big money to go there, didn't he? Yeah, and then they traded him to... Um... Oakland, I think? Yeah, I think that sounds right. So there we go. He's played Green Bay, Seattle, Oakland, Buffalo, Green Bay, Patriots, Jets, Saints. So, yeah. You know, at least he's got his full wardrobe kitted out with different team merchandise. Yeah. A bit of Ryan Fitzpatrick about that. Although, Fitzpatrick like started for every team, didn't he, or something? Yeah. like normally Fitzpatrick is good enough that yeah, he, he gets a start, but then he doesn't inspire... like. The teams aren't going to build around him. So then he ends up somewhere else as a backup and then ends up being better than their like rookie yeah. that doesn't pan out. It just happen, it keeps keeps happening. Yeah. It's a yeah, great career. Um, like it's just interesting because he's just good to watch as well. All right. Uh, anything else on this one? No, I'm good. All right. Next one. Uh, uh, so I got Woodsy, uh, uh, meat and potatoes, uh, 138. Um, just uh, getting the win over Jared by exactly 40 points, uh, 98.32. Ooh. So, Havis, did you have did you have one there? So yeah, I just... Just bouncing around in your chair as we were switching games. Matt Flynn, one start, minus 0.04 points. Oh, yes. <laughs> that could be our 2013 for Fitzy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's my favorite Haver start of the year. There's nothing oh. that's gone past that one. Um, okay, so the the exact 40-point win from Cleats and Potatoes, it was a very spud-like performance. Even if you look at the number, a lot of threes and eights in there, just very round spud-like numbers in that score. Um, Derek Henry, 40 is not bad for you, is it? When you're, yeah. When he got a bit of a junk time He's at the end. All meat, no potatoes, Derek Henry. He's a he's another great asset that Fitzy's given up this year. Although to be fair, actually, we need to do a segment in the half year review. We can maybe save this for next week. But going through every one of Fitzy's trades and just giving it a, a pass or fail mark because I reckon we might be surprised. I reckon he's actually probably not traded as badly as we think. But anyway, um, my 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 thought on this one was Woodsy had to start McKissick, so I reckon he's. Anytime you're starting JD McKissick and you're getting away with a win, you take that. I Kirk Cousins McKissick, like, I, like he, again, he's not going to be a um, match winner, but I think with just how crap that Washington are, he's going to catch four or five passes a game. Um, so I think, yeah, he's a. I, don't know, I might be biased because I won money uh, on him over receiving yards, so you know, I can't really. Yeah, yeah I, I, I guess you're right. I, I, he's sort of like, there's a few of them. Um, I mean, Tariq Cohen's injured, but Naheem Hines is another one that's just sort of like a 
Duke Johnson has been, but interestingly less this year. David Johnson seems to get the pass work as well. Um, but yeah, I guess they're those safe plays. But I don't know. Like the thing with Woodsy's team is if I look down the roster, it's I sort of at first glance was like, oh, you had to start Kirk Cousins, you had to start JD McKissick. He sort of got away with one here. But it's only, like, fair enough, Kirk Cousins. He's got Wilson on the bench, but he's starting a McKissick or a Lev Bell. Like he's still, he's just one position short. Yeah. Um, and then on like having players in your team that um, you go for, Woods he's done the bet on the player in his fantasy team and just the double frustration with Cups 4.1 points and yeah. yards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't think about that. Yeah, that's not his best work, is it? Yeah, I normally try, like when I do daily fantasy, I don't put players in my lineup um, that I'm that's in my line, in my Ocho Roll lineup or I'm playing against, which is probably yeah. why I'm shit at daily fantasy. Well, yeah, but no, it's fair because like, it, there's nothing like, you know, let's be honest, part of the the way that we watch football is like through the lens of fantasy. So it's all about you want the games to be enjoyable because of players you're going for or players you're not going for. Um, and I think it's definitely, I can't speak for everyone else, but in my case, it's definitely true with like a Thursday night game or a Monday night game. My interest if my team isn't playing is so much more heightened if there's fantasy relevance to it than if there's not. Um and the worst situation is when you start to, particularly if you're in multiple leagues, you get these weird situations oh. where you're on, you know, guys on your team in one league, but you're playing against them in another league. And DFS just adds, you know, that same thing in again. So I don't blame you. I reckon it's a good rule. Um, I mean, you, I guess it's probably okay if you want to double down on a guy and have him in your team and your DFS, yeah. but you wouldn't want to put in a guy you're playing against, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, it's hard when, like, yeah, they've got a really good matchup and they're cheap or whatever, but I'm just like, I don't know. Like, if I'm only putting 25 bucks into Daily Fantasy, then I at least want to get the enjoyment out of it. So, I mean, that's what you're betting for. Like, I'm not a good enough better to consistently make money, so I'm just doing it to make games more interesting. Mm, yeah. Uh, Havers, got anything on this one? Yeah, this one for Jared is the... One of the three perfect games this week Ooh. with uh, him, myself, and you, Manny, which means is un- unwinnable for him. Nothing he yeah. could have done with his lineup could have would have changed the outcome of that game. He, yeah. It's interesting because we've gone on so much about how good his team is, which it is. It's very good on paper. But this is kind of the week where it looks a bit fallible. Um, and he's had Johnny Smith get injured. He's had uh, Jarek McKinnon be the beneficiary of the mostard injury and didn't get that many carries, which was quite interesting, I thought, after that point. So just a few, I don't know. I mean, he had Carson on by. He's got him to come back. He's, he's got a good team. It doesn't change that, but just, yeah. but I mean, part just of a couple like, of cracks. He's sort of at that point where I was kind of like this last season where you've got the potential to have a really good team, but then you don't put the wins on the board. Then you, there's that pressure of, you, you know, you've got like Eckler. Can he keep holding on to Eckler if he loses this week and he goes to two and five? Like you have to pretty much win out. Then, yeah. you know, you've got to try and move Eckler 
you've got to make these moves to win now. So then it changes the dynamic. Spoilers, he's probably going to win this week. But, um, you know, it definitely, if he, those couple of ones that we talked about that were 50-50 that he lost because of kicker and defense, he wins those. Then he's sitting pretty because you can wait for Eckler to come back. So, you know, it, it definitely changes sort of what he has to do with his team. Yeah, it's a fair call. Havis, anything else from you on this one? No, apart from, well, Woodsy was looking a bit um, like he was going to struggle early in, with uh, Kirk Cousins, putting up minus two points in the first off the first two drives. But that, that changed around for him. So it's just, it's, it makes game situation makes such a big difference, doesn't mm. it? Like Minnesota did two, yeah, it was two late drives that just, um, well, there was really three actually because you could argue the first, the first Jefferson touchdown was you know kind of when Atlanta was way ahead and they were just sort of, you know, just trying to milk some clock kind of thing. The last two, the Thielen one and the other Jefferson one, were just blatant. You know, we're miles ahead. Let him chop their own clock, kind of thing. And yeah. you know, it's the difference between him scoring four and scoring twenty-four. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, some of it, you know, and how important matchups are as well. Like, you get Cousins v Atlanta, and it's like the perfect filler for with Russell uh, out. Yeah. So it's, mm. um, yeah. Well. Um, Jared's gone Stafford v Jacksonville who Jacksonville are like a decent defense even though they they won that 34-16 he still only puts up 12 points they got too far ahead early that was the problem yeah yeah alright anything else on this one <laughs> yeah no I'm all good great minds think alike uh, and that was our last game was it? no hang on we've got of course yeah, the uh, our Orders the big one, so maybe we'll let the victor talk us through this one. Havers, what did you uh, you want to talk us through your your big win against Andrew? Yeah, um, just a solid performance all around. I'm happy to get through the buys one on one. The ad of <laughs> you're referring to Andrew as a buy then? No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, my, <laughs> no, my my two, my two big main two guys, Kamara and um, Jones, on a buy. Get them and Golladay out. Get through one on one there. Um, yeah. Claypool serve serve well. That pickup, he actually that pickup actually won me the game. Now that I look at it, yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, he was it was a lucky touchdown too because it was one of those little yeah. end around or whatever they call it. But yeah, he's he seems the real deal. The only thing I reckon question mark still out on him is. He hasn't done anything really with um, with Deontay Johnson playing. Mm. So whether he gets bumped back, back down the pecking order. But I wouldn't yeah, want to be... I think once they have it. everyone, it sort of becomes one of those... Like a bit like Dallas where it's... If you start the right player, they're going to put up 30 points. But then one of them is going to put up eight points one week when they have the bad matchup. So, um, you yeah, know, at the moment he's looking good. But yeah... It could be one of those frustrating situations, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's it's funny because um, there's a few offenses like that that have a f- multiple starting options, 
and in some cases, as you say, guys get really, you know, get a real boost when someone's out. And there's others, it's like, obviously I've watched the Falcons offense pretty closely this year. I reckon they're so much worse with no Julio because everyone else just gets clamped down, but you put mm. Julio in and suddenly all of them are good. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to say because <clears throat> it's not a big sample size yet, but sort of that's how it feels a bit. Um, how are you feeling, Andrew? Sanders and Mixon, both with little cues next to them at the moment? Uh, Mixon will be fine. It looks like Sanders won't play Thursday, which is the worst because it's it's my whole... I'm probably going to have the day off Friday and I had a rooting interest in that game and now it's just gone. Um, but Mixon came back in, so um, yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. Um, the trade for Tyreek cost me this game because I would have Gurley and uh, AJ Brown would have been in the lineup and I would have come with a win oh, yeah. over Hartman Hill. Oh yeah. 5.5 and versus what? 22 and nine or something. So yeah. 31. Josh. Yeah. That's there you go. So, you know, like honestly, if I'd known it was going to be pouring rain in um, Kansas city or in Buffalo, um, I probably wouldn't have played two wide receivers from that game as well. It's always pouring rain Buffalo, isn't it? Isn't it just assumed? I <laughs> think it's like close enough to Niagara Falls that it's just the mist coming through from the <laughs> waterfall anyway. Yeah, that's not good. I tell you it was a it was a pretty average defensive performance in this one. Zero and minus two from the two defenses. Yeah, not the best efforts there. Um also not only Mark Andrews, very frustrating because there's like Nick Doyle, I think his name's Nick Doyle, and there's one other like big tight end for Baltimore. They both have numbers in like the high 80s, um, and they're just massive <laughs> white guys. So you'll see like a tight end get a catch, and you're like, yes, and then it's like touchdown to Nick Doyle. And you're like, fucking hell. So I, I, I have actually got uh, some. It, it's Nick Boyle. And the reason I know this with certainty is because I had to waver a tight end in another league. <laughs> so then brought him in and just got, you know, the cheeky, what was it, 12.3 out of him, which is in a half PPR. So I guess that's probably 14.3 or something. Just thanks for that. And out you go. Released again next week. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Mark Andrews been, he's had a couple of massive games, but. I mean, that's what he is. Like, he's not – like, he he has – like, when he's good, he's really good because he has that good matchup and then he's their best red zone threat. But then if they have a matchup where he's getting shut down, then he's not like Kelsey where they use him a lot. He only – like, he only gets, you know, four or five catches a game. So you need those tight ends from him uh, – touchdowns from him. But – He's also one of the best touchdown weapons in the on there. Well, he is the best t- touchdown threat on their offense. So he's had three games over seventeen point six this year, and three games under five point two. Yeah. So in the three good games, obviously, he got one so two touchdowns in two of them, and then one touchdown in the other. Like, mm. but he like. That's what he is. And I mean, it's, I think it's worth it, especially with Lamar, because it's you get one of those two touchdown weeks and you're probably just going to win. Like, yeah. as long as you do the rest of your roster, doesn't dud it up. But, you know, then you're getting 
20 points just from those two plays. Yeah. Well, interestingly, he's got the buyer this week. And then, so including that, in the next six weeks, he plays five of the top seven teams ranked against tight ends. So not some great matchups coming up. But, I mean, early in the year particularly, you've got to take ranking against position with a grain of salt. I know some people look at it and go, oh, I've got all these great matchups. But when the game season's only been going for five games, it's all, you know, very Also, I don't think it matters that much with, like, with tight end as much, like, especially with, like, you know, ones where, like, Kelsey, uh, like, certain ones, that matters a bit. But, like, when you're six, eight or whatever, and as big as he is and can catch it, you know, at the end of the day, if he gets a right spot in the end zone, doesn't matter who you put on him, he's still going to catch it. It's Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, sometimes it's, like, Philadelphia aren't that good against tight ends, but then just they couldn't stop anything else they were doing. And so um, he didn't get any um, touchdowns this week. That's how it goes. Final question from me on this one. If you were making a, a kill list, you know, as like a, your sniper or something, how high on that list would Nicole Hardman be? Um, oh, because I now lost by 16, I'm now just... Look, I've got my retribution by cutting him even before waivers. Um, but, you know, if I was driving past him, you know, I'd maybe take my foot off the brake. Driving past him or driving over him? He's crossing the street. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how quick he is on a uh, route with a... Well, I don't have a car, but if I had a car coming at him. I thought that was a... Um... Like a oh yeah, I would drive a little bit faster so that I wouldn't wave to him or something. Kind of reference <laughs> when no. he first said that. Like, no, I'd be no, slightly I'm not murder here. <laughs> yeah, true. Fair enough. Um, okay, cool. All right. Well, anything else on your matchup before we move off that? No, I'm all done. Um, put it behind me. I've got. I'm two and zero against big trades against me. I defeated Fitzy. Ooh. When he made the Thielen trade, and Andrew yeah. trading in Hill. So if you want to trade in a big wide receiver, just do it before you week before you play me. <laughs> oh, I like that stat. Two and zero against big trades. Mm. Who you got this week? Uh, he's got Woodsy. Oh, if there's anyone who's likely to make a trade, it's old Ben Woods. I feel like he, he hasn't made that many in-season trades this year. Yeah, but I reckon the thing you've got to know about Woodsy is he's he's a very volatile individual and he's also a very, very big Richmond supporter. And I just reckon in a grand final week when Richmond's playing, I feel like he's not going to be able to hold his nerves very well and it's just going to come out in all sorts of different ways. And I reckon <laughs> some crazy trades could be one of them. The only thing that's only thing more volatile than Woodsy when he's nervous would be Woodsy when he's really depressed, which could happen if Richmond get done <laughs> Saturday night. So, getting so try nine o'clock Saturday, uh, Woodsy's going to be getting about ten trade requests. He'll yeah, he'll, he'll like drop his whole roster or something like that. Some sort of <laughs> just an emotionally volatile young man. Well, he's getting prepared for the big weekend. He's already put Bell and Wilson back in the in the lineup. So I'm not going <laughs> to. Not yeah, gonna yeah. get away with him forgetting. No. Oh dear. All right. Well, um, 
Let's. Uh, I think we're we've uh, we've jam packed this one full of stats. Do you have any other Haver stats for us before we jump into this week's previews? Because um, can't get enough of these. I've been jotting these down as we go, and there's a <laughs> between this and Jared's dossier, we've had some some fantastic insights on this program over the course of the first six weeks. Yes, we've got a couple about um, players still being on the teams they were drafted from or players still having yep. people they drafted. Andrew has only got five of the players he drafted Ooh. still on his roster, which involves a re-adding of someone. So he re-added uh, James White, who he drafted after I dropped him. So four c- continuous. Four, four continuous. Wow, that's not a lot of faith in drafting. Sanders, Andrews, and Lockett. Yep. Get the four good ones. The rest of my picks are shit. I've I've got my top six still. That's it. Yep. Uh, Dan, who's kept the most? Yeah, I can say Joel's got uh, got four as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'd have to be Camo with the most, wouldn't it? Because he just doesn't trade. Yeah. I reckon he, he could have been in a coma for the whole season so far, as far as we know. Just hit the, like, um, on the app, the, like, automate lineup or optimize lineup. Yeah, 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 probably. Well, that's me yeah, for the week. <laughs> deletes the app for another week to reinstall it after yeah. the game. Okay. Uh, he's, he's, he's cut five. Oh. Um... Cam's got the most. Cam's got four. Only cut four. Oh. Cut four. Cut four. Right. So that means he's got got 11. Cut the aforementioned Hardman, uh, AJ Dillon, my man Larry Fitz, and Will Lutz because he was on a bye. Yeah, right. Hmm. Yeah, wow. That's pretty... Well, they're the top two teams, so probably says something for continuity. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it says that if you don't have any injuries and you don't need to move your team around, that yeah. you're going to be going I would say, like, Cam didn't do much trading either. So it was looking like Cam and Camo just, like, didn't do much trading, sat put, haven't really traded their teams much. And then the rest of us just trade in, like, maniacs. And, we're just, <laughs> and they're just in there, just like, what are these dickheads doing? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Are, but I don't know. Are they just the only two still busy with work? Maybe. I've been on the email chain with Cam. He does little to no work. Um, and now he's working from home. He's still kind of busy with work, I think. Based on I, ho- I, ho- I hope that Cam doesn't work for an American or British company where his corporate <laughs> overlords are the international Zoomers <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, he did tell me he did listen to the podcast the other day. So, oh, I don't know. We picked up a. Listener, we're now, you know, we've got nine people listening that actually matter. Well, we actually, I, I will, um, I, I did touch on probably the most interesting part of the analytics at the start, which was the international listeners, but we've had 52 unique listeners Ooh. to the podcast um, from all around Australia as well. So um, to, to those of you who are not in lockdown Melbourne at the moment, and you might be wondering, where we find the time to do a weekly podcast about a local fantasy league. It's what happens when the government of your state doesn't let you leave the house for four months. So um, we'll, uh, 
we'll, we'll just chalk it down to availability of time. Well, I've got something. Look, if you're yeah. out there listening and you're not a member of the Ocho Bowl, Manny, can you please put an email address in the show description, Dan, and shoot us an email. Tell us. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we want to hear. You can come on as a guest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you certainly can. Tell us your favorite Ocho Bowl member. We'll have them come on. They can send you a, some signed merchandise. We want to hear from you. We'll send you a Hunter Renfro jersey signed by the whole Ocho Bowl League. But, well, Woodsy will sign a steak and a potato and have it sent out to you. <laughs> I think um, I think due to an incident with strawberries a few years ago, Woodsy's been banned from selling sending produce through the mail. So <laughs> don't know. Um, don't know if, if that ban's been lifted. I think it was seven years, so we'll probably come up to that. Um, anyway, uh, long story. The moral of that story being um, you can buy really cheap needles if you buy them on eBay. <laughs> Let's move into this week's matchups. Um, <laughs> this is in the order of how they appear on my app. So first one, um, 2v3, Camo versus myself. Mr. Luck himself, 5-1 and one Camo. Uh, just gets even more luck this week because no real buy impacts. He's got Gesicki on buy. He's got Madison on buy, but um, you know Gesicki didn't score last week, and he had Hunter and Renfro waiting in the wings anyway. Uh, and he gets Josh Jacob back. Josh Jacobs back to take Madison's spot, which is clearly an upgrade anyway. So I don't think he would have started him. Um, I've got hopefully, hopefully. The closest I'm going to get to my best roster until we get through the bye weeks because Michael Thomas should be back finally. I could have my Michael Thomas, Julio, Calvin Ridley trifecta of receivers starting for me. Um, Gaskin's on bye, so probably comes down to whether Melvin Gordon gets a play and what the timeshare or otherwise looks like with our friend Philip Lindsay. Uh, but yeah, it should be. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, so I had this one as the battle of the quarterbacks. You've just got Mahomes at Denver, who we cannot stop the pass, and then Kyler Murray at uh, against Seattle, who cannot stop the pass. It could be forty points from each quarterback. Uh, they're both in the Sunday, uh, the 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 late Monday game as well, the seven o'clock out time. So there's probably only. I haven't looked at the full schedule, but it's probably only those two games plus maybe one other game going on as well. So it could just be back and forth, touchdown against touchdown. It should be great. I hope so. For the sake of the league, let's hope that it's exactly what we need. We need to win after the dud games today. Mm. Yeah. Well, actually, it's a good point because I'm just looking at this matchup. You've got, as you said, Mahomes and Murray. Gordon, for me, Jacobs, for him. Uh, these are all late window or Sunday night games. Edwards Hilaire for him. Edwards Hilaire, I should say. Keenan Allen for him. Gonzalez and kickers and defences are all late games as well. I don't think so Gordon's going to play, though. I think it sounds like he's going to miss a couple of weeks. Suspended? Because uh, well, there was talk with his illness that he had to like miss another week until he was clear because he... But I don't. Know, there's other reports saying that he might play, and then there's reports that he might get suspended for three weeks. So um, anything's on the table. He could be mm-hmm. playing for Kansas City by the end of the week. It would not be the sensible haircuts if 
I didn't have at least one of my main players going into the weekend without <laughs> any idea whether they were going to play or not. So it's, 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 I mean, Michael Thomas is still a question mark too. So I'll get to excitedly. Nice. If he doesn't play, you're going to be in trouble. Like, I've had a look at the waivers. There's not many good running back options. So it could be Tony Pollard getting the start. Uh, Cause yeah. Hines and Gaskin both on buys on your bench. I might just rest the running back position for the week. I'm playing Camo, so it's basically like having a bye. <laughs> so if you're ever going to have a bye for your players, you may as well give a bye for your roster as well. So I don't know. See how that goes. I mean, I guess I'd probably start Tony Pollard, but yeah. What did he put up? Yeah, he got a few carries today. Yeah, I mean, that was a blowout though. Like, Only six points. Yeah, he averages 4.83. So yeah. Yeah. Don't know. I mean, he's like also he's there. One of those you put in, and you know, you you bank on two to five points, and then hope they get a touchdown. Hmm. Yeah, he did get one last week, didn't he? Yeah, it was two weeks ago, um, which I excitedly watched. It. Just not because it meant anything to me, because he's clearly never going to start in my roster, but purely because it's just annoying for everyone who owns Zeke. <laughs> I feel like when Edmonds gets them. Um, okay, cool. Hey, there's any thoughts on this one? Yeah. It's- Main thing for a comment side is what effects Lev Bell going to have? Mm. Um, it I felt like they, they gave they gave Edwards Alaire so much today. Mm. Like it was like, enjoy it. It's your last time before we start time sharing you. Well, even but, again, like the Denver defense is pretty decent against the run. So even 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 if Bell doesn't do that much, it's still not like I don't think he's going to put up a thirty pointer or anything. Watch him do it now, but um, I mean, there's probably also they'll probably be up by 30 points at halftime, and they'll just be running out the clock anyway. So it doesn't. It'll be Darwin Thompson getting all the carries. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, all right, let's move on. Next well, game. Are we doing expert tips again? We are. Sorry. Um, so we didn't tip on me. We didn't tip on Kenny and I's game last week. Um, yeah. So we probably, probably, I won't tip on my game. Let's just say, yeah. let's do it that way. Oh, it's, so, oh, you're gonna be, um, but I'm, um, oh, actually, no, I'm going to pick Camo. I think I'm too worried about your second running back spot. So am I. I just think if one of Gordon or Thomas doesn't play, who you got to slot in there? Oh, I suppose you got Kirk if Thomas doesn't play. But if Gordon doesn't play, I think you're in a bit of, bit of trouble. My beauty, if Thomas doesn't play, not that anyone else gets to defend their own tip, but um, I've got Emmanuel Sanders who just comes in and just becomes the double wide receiver one. So yeah. I, if, you, if you notice my bench, I've got Gage and Sanders. They're literally handcuffs at yeah. wide receiver. Yeah. That's what but my season's become. Carolina are decent against the part. Well, they're, they're ranked as the first. Well, I'm not sure if they still are, but they're good against wide receivers. But maybe just because they're atrocious against the runs, so everyone just runs it. Straight down their throne, they don't get stopped. But um, yeah, the um, you know Sanders, if he if he comes, like, Thomas will always put up points. But they might not even need Sanders; they might just run it fifty times with uh, Kamara. Um, uh, what's his name? The backup and the white quarterback. That's not Drew Brees. That I forgot the name of as well. Murray and Hill. Let's hope so. Um, but all right. you got you got Kirk Seattle cover off against the quarterback, his quarterback as well, which might be a, 
a play. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It'll be – it's hard because Hopkins can just get like 15 catches in that team. Mm. Kirk could score nice. Uh, yeah, there's some guys so you feel confident that you're kind of covering them and, yeah, others you're just like, oh, this guy's just completely hit or miss. Uh, anyway, all right, let's move on. Um, this is your game, Haver. So we've got cleats and potatoes up against Haver. Now, projections will ignore. I think Haver's probably projected to win this pretty comfortably because you're currently projected to lose. Oh, no, you're projected to lose, but you don't have a quarterback. But then Woodsy's still got Lev Bell in his starting lineup with a zero. So that'll come up a bit, but we obviously don't know what he's going to look like. I feel like Thoughts? Woodsy is a very, like, the plays he picks are loved by the projections. Like, every week I look at Woodsy's team and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're like, you should be all right. But then it's like the projections are like, he's going to score 140 points. You're like, calm down. Yeah. I, he, he's very, he's a slave to the rankings. I think, I think the term was coined by the league back in the day and it's very apt for Woodsy. Between the fantasy pros perspective, subscription i reckon he he's the sort of guy and he'll probably deny this but i know as he's listening he's going no deep down this is true who he's got what he thinks is his best starting roster and that little thing up the top is saying optimize plus you know 1.3 and telling him to put someone else in a position and he just the back of his brain it's going to be scratching at him scratching at him, <laughs> scratching at him like oh i don't like not having an optimized roster but i just reckon that's that's just a you know, window to the mind of Woodsy. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, well, yeah, is Bell going to play this week? Or if he does, how many touches will he actually get? Should he go back to my boy, JD McKissick, against oh. Dallas? Um, and then what else did I have in this one? Oh, just Havers gets his star running backs both back, and then they just get. Nice, easy matchups to probably look. Kamara and Jones may outscore Woodsy's team by themselves. <laughs> That's my like. If you if you can get uh, say eight dollars for that, anything higher than that, take it. Havers hey, is g- give us a bit of insight. Will you drop Fitzpatrick to go to the waiver wire, or will you hang on to him? Ah, he's he's gone. There's already, already. already already a claim in for someone. Oh right, okay. It's in the claim. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, right. Mm, interesting to see. Um yeah, got, got my there's more people. and more guys. Every week there seems to be more and more guys doing the waiver I think. Obviously hmm. Jared was not in that camp when he had Dak, but now he's he's competing with you. And I think we touched on it last week that we've got into that zone now where more and more people are competing for waiver wire, so suddenly it gets you have to be a bit more planned and gets a bit tougher. Yeah, there's 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 some plans in in the works. Don't give away away too much. But there's some plans in the works. <laughs> yeah. this is also... You heard it here first, Alex Smith on the waiver wire. <laughs> um, this game as well also has some good Tuesday action. We've got Robinson Cup and Jimmy Graham all active, and the Rams defense if Havis keeps them all active on the Tuesday game next week. So um, I think Woodsy's game being alive on a Tuesday is entertaining for everyone. Agreed. 
Agreed. Uh, all right. So, uh, Haver, you don't have to predict, but um, you and I, Andrew, what are we? Uh, Havers. I try to make it a point of going the opposite. However, I'm going to go Woodsy. Oh, I'm going to go Woodsy. Dumb decision. Well, we will see. I'm sure you'll throw this back in my face if you win, but no chance this week. <laughs> I I think you're right about Hayward's running backs, but Derek Henry is also a jet. And then I just reckon but, I mean, it's, it's like Kelsey's thing, got it's, a big edge over Graham. Boyd, I reckon, in my mind, Boyd has an edge over Singletary. Uh, Robertson and Harper. Like, looking Park. more at Havers' team... He may put up 200 this week. Like, if he gets yeah, a quarterback that puts up 25, Kamara v. Carolina, Jones v. Houston, Cooper v. Washington, Golladay v. Atlanta, um, Singletary v. the Jets. Like, this could be a scarily big score. Again, so those are some atrocious defences. Yeah, you might be right. My, my tip literally came off me running my eyes down both teams and going... <laughs> Mass balance may behave as slightly ahead, and then factoring in that uh, Woodsy's going to have Russell Wilson and Haver's got some unknown white wave wire quarterback who may or may not be Alex Smith, and that was what tipped me over. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll see. And also, we haven't done it because we're one week in, but we'll start to collect a running tally of these tips as well. So, the punters at home can follow along with who's, who's an expert. And I should say, we've done a very good good job with our preseason predictions because um, I think my year prediction was Jared for to win it all, which was, um, I mean, if you look on total points for that's, that's not out of the realms of possibility. He's just win losses. What's hurting him. Uh, you, you and Keeney both predicted Camo and Camo until this week was undefeated. So that's pretty good. And then I think when we went both sets of teams, I think I had Woodsy from the first six and you guys might've had, Camo and then Cam was your other one, maybe, so. and 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 I think uh, and I'm trying to remember, but I reckon Keeney might have had Reese is also kind of up there in the mix, and I yeah Woodsy and Woodsy and uh, Jared, so I reckon we've we've pretty much between us got the top half of the ladder. Um, all right, next one, uh, Andrew, your game. We've got Jared, the fantasy team. Tell you what, good lineup at. An abysmal two and four, very trouble. And actually, I don't know if you know the answer to these havers, but remember when we looked a couple of weeks ago at starting records to have made the playoffs? Yep. Do we know what two and four percentage chance gets you? No, I haven't gone further through that week, but I could have a. I'll have a look throughout the week, and you can. Uh, I'll get. I'll, I'll get you the next week, so you can drop it on next yeah. week's podcast. What uh, what two and five? What two and five? Because I think at, uh, at at week seven we're halfway through the season, so it'd be very interesting to. Oh, sorry, just before halfway through the season, just past. So, but it would be good to understand from that point. You know, halfway mark. What do you need to have to be a chance? Um, okay, so look, Lamar Jackson on by for you, Andrew and Mark Andrews. Your old quarterback tight end stacks not ideal, and then Sanders looks like you'll miss. Are you any chance? Probably not, unless Tyreek puts up 50 against Denver, which is not out of the realm of possibility. Um, I think it's going to be a tough week. 
Um, I may be throwing out some trades to teams that have good players on buys to see if that trade for some players that aren't on buys in my team and maybe just take his take the loss this week and try and upgrade my team a little bit going forward. And Ooh. so if you've got a player on a buy that uh, and don't and want to start a player that's not on a buy, hit me up. We're interested in Miles Gaskin for Joe Mixon. No, I am not. What about Miles Gaskin for Tyler Lockett? No. I'm, I want to be getting the better player in this trade because I'm <laughs> having to start a zero. Mm. Yeah, probably can't help you. There's not a lot in your team that interests me, to be honest. Oh. Um, <laughs> the player that... You know, Martin Sanders... Uh, sorry, Joe Mixon's the guy. Unfortunately, your team kind of mirrors mine. Like, I... To be perfectly honest, I don't know. Like, it's amazing having these three ridiculously good wide receivers, but it just stops me from being able to do anything with that whole position. Yeah. Because you could offer me Tyreek Hill for almost nothing, and I like it would be depth. Like, I'd probably start him over Ridley, but it's it's not like a massive difference between them. Anyway, I'll keep complaining about how good my team is uh, (laughs) some other time. it's probably it's probably the the easy one that Jared needed, given his luck so far this year with being you know was it third hop, top scorer and he's two and four. Yeah. He's also lucked into. I guess it's maybe not as like like maybe you want the good matchups when you're playing a team without buys, but he's got Stafford against Atlanta, um, Carson v Arizona. Who, I mean, their defense looked alright today, but they're having that great. Um, Diggs v the Jets. Um, Adams v Houston, so um, he's got some good matchups there that he should be able to get the win easier against me at the moment. Yeah, the 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 worry I reckon I said before that I don't like uh, that, that there's a there's a word that I don't like using, which I think was was a diet. No, it wasn't even diabolical. That was the word that my head's immediately gone to. But the Jets are literally diabolical at the moment. So bad that you're almost scared having offensive players against them because they might not get used. Yeah. Like, I almost feel that way about, like, Stefan Diggs. He could easily... They could win 30 to nothing and he barely touches it because they get up early with, like, a defensive touchdown and run it all day. Yeah, and that's... They could... I mean, I just see now, like, it'll be the classic... They're up, like, 14 or, like, 21 to nothing and then there's a turnover and then the next play is just 80 yards to digs like and then it's yeah. they sit everyone they're running it on for three downs punting for the rest of the game but he's put up 20 points on that one play that's true that's true um really interested to see what happens with jerick mckinnon this week uh, it's, it's a funny one because it's sort of hard for jared to start him but he's this is like if you've got him, now is when you need to start him and most it's out. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we'll see what happens. And I think my word from before was farcical too. So just yeah, it was I've, got, <laughs> I've got a lot of words that I don't like to use very often. All right. Um, anything to add on this one, Havis? Yeah, i uh, got a couple. Is, is this the return of Boston Scott? Uh, no, I think Corey Clements are one you want, but... 
I'm probably not going to put a waiver in for him. Like I've got the, like I would, I don't think I'd start him over Justin Jackson. Um, and it's they've got the buy the next week, and then I think he'll be back. So, um, like I don't think it's worth. It's not worth it for me because I don't. I wouldn't be starting him this week, which is what if you're picking him up, that's what you're getting him for. And quick, quick bit of research. It has been done. Three of 36 playoff teams with two and four. And one of 36 was two and five. It was uh, two and five. Ooh. Who was that? Uh, two and five was early. That was Ben. So we didn't actually make it because we weren't at six teams, but he would have made it. Uh, he would have, right. Okay. And then the three two and fours. Uh, yep. So he was one of the two and fours. Um, oh, right. Of course, because of the... Oh, so it's the same team, same season, right? So there's two others. Yep. Uh, it was Cummins in 2016. Cool. And Cummins again in 2018. Oh. No. Only two people have ever done it. Well, only one's really ever done it because he... Ben, when Ben did it, didn't get him into the playoffs. So, well, here you go, Jared. Camo, it was still four teams then as well. And 2018, it was. It was only last year we changed to six. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, so yeah. did Camo make the six or the four in those two years out of curiosity? Um, I don't he remember. He made the four in 2018 because he beat yeah. me, the dog, did in that year. He made the final, that's right. Yeah. That's how right. he made the final, but belted. Have a quick look. What year was it? 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yes, he came. Oh, sorry. It wasn't. Was it Cummins? It was uh, Dale. He just had a. It was these nuts. I thought it was a demon theme name. <laughs> oh. <wow>. Dale. <laughs> 2016. Finished in second place. Oh well, that's going to be music to the ears of Dale, who, who just thinks that he's. Everything's against him. He's done it before. It's familiar territory. And for for Jared, just maybe have a word to Camo and Dale. And there should be evidence to you that it's it's still possible. So uh, Haver's tip for this one, Andrew and Jared. Ah, uh, Jared. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with that as well. Can't really see as much as I'd I'd like to tip a big upset here. I can't really see it happening with that much impacted by buyers and the fact you've just revealed to us you're going to trade out even more of your players. <laughs> Moving on to our next one, um, two pretty solid teams. Um, Cam currently five and one up against Reese four and two. A uh, little bit, not massively impacted by, uh, by, by buyers. I think Cam will, no, really no impact there. He'll lose Edo Smith, but, Sorry, Herb Smith Jr., but he'll get Waller back, which is a better start anyway. Uh, and the rest of his team looks pretty solid. And Reese currently has an empty tight end who he will. So Zach, it's already been ruled out for this week. Yeah, he's out for like four weeks. Three to four. Uh, yep. He's a few weeks here, yeah, right? Um, that's an interesting one because. Uh, I didn't mention this earlier when we went through Jared's team, but Jared wavered Dallas Goddard, Goddard last week. 
when he still had a week or two to go of IR or a week of IR to go and an un- unknown when he'll be back. So that got a little, little better for him pretty quickly. Um, but obviously no help till he actually is back on the field. But yes, looks like Reese is going to be wavering a tight end, which will be interesting because mm-hmm. as we've talked about a lot, Reese has got no depth. As in, sorry, he's got no fat. He's got complete depth, all injured guys on his bench. So, um, while we've been yeah. doing the podcast, I did send him a message to ask about the availability of one of his running backs, and he just gave me the straight fat, not interested. <laughs> I didn't even offer him did a you... trade. I just said, "Would you be interested in trading this player?" He said, "Not at the moment." <laughs> didn't even want to hear my offer. That's interesting, isn't it? Um, um, who is he getting rid of? I'm He's got two. I can get rid of Dan Bailey, so he can drop his. No, he can do it. He's he's got an extra defense and an extra kicker, so he can. Yeah, he can get rid of Preston Williams. He's yeah, he... and Malcolm Brown, and you get rid of Ertz. Ertz oh, was yeah. droppable before he got injured. Yeah, he does get yeah, think about this game. CMC might his potential to play this week is massive if he plays. If he plays, then obviously Reese, even if Reese doesn't play him, he just stops Davis from being in camp. Yeah. Like, That's so true. And then Ingram's on a bye. Um no, he's got Ronald Jones, so that's not too bad. But um yeah, that's probably a 20-point turnaround over what – just even without the points from CMC. If McCaffrey plays, you just you start him, right? There's no way yeah. you sit him. Yep. Yeah. Mm. All right. Who are we tipping in this one? Um, this one's hard because half their roster is a, just blanks at the moment. Uh, I'm going to stick with Cam. you got to – He's in the hot hand at the moment. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Cam as as well. Um, Slayton twisted his ankle on that touchdown play. It didn't look too great, even though he came back. It's one of the things you you play through, and when it cools down, it could get a little worse. Um, and then that might force him to go to. Uh, Cowboys receivers, each of them, and Cam's got Lamb, the better one. Yeah, I think I'll agree. I, I think I agree with you both. Um, it's Cam for me. I, I think you can never underestimate how bad it is to have a streaming tight end because it's a position you get nothing out of. So, uh, a couple of injury clouds as well. I'm going to go Cam. So, Cam's all around. All right, next one. Um, this is. Two weeks ago, looking like the battle of the Owens with Fitzy and Ben both get to register a win at that point in time. Now, they've both got one on the board over the last couple of weeks, so that's quite exciting, but it's a, still a definitely a 11th versus 12th on the ladder. Um, Haver's got any stats on this one? Um, not off the top of my head, I don't, but I'll have a look while we talk about it. <laughs> Andrew, um... thoughts on this game? Just Fitzy's current lineup. He's currently got Mosted and Watkins in his lineup. Both who I don't think are going to play. Um, 
But, and then he's the, also the, the immediate one that comes to mind when I look at Fitzy's lineup is farcical. <laughs> it's just, it's um, a basket casing lineup. And then he's uh, he's had enough. He's dropped Rogers to the bench and put in Herbert. He's you know he's most beloved player, and he's just cold-hearted Fitzy. He does you know it's his the big matchup the the spoon bowl. Um, He's not taking any chances. He's going with the rookie. <laughs> he's not taking any chances, except he's playing three inactive players. And he's playing <laughs> Robert Tonyan, who's completely reliant on Andrew, Rod- uh, Andrew <laughs> on Aaron Rodgers to throw it to him. Which is sort of, you're kind of sending mixed messages there if you think Tonyan's going to have a good week, but Rodgers is going to be benched. Um, oh, look, I, I don't even know where to start. It's just a... It's an absolute mess. I think he's also got the problem where his injured reserve guy is no longer on IR, so he can't adjust his lineup, which is probably why it just it looks like someone's just throwing a bunch of magnets at a dartboard and however they've landed is where he's left them. Um, it's, they both lose a good Vikings receiver. Um, I mean, if you look at the depth... Cam's sorry, Ben's team's just far stronger. I, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'll so, go first, on, but I'm giving the points to to Ben pretty comfortably. Um, well, Ben also gets the advantage in that he's got probably four. Well, he has eight wide receivers or something, but he has four that are should always be in his lineup: in Crowder, Anderson, Jefferson, and Fuller. And then one of them's on a buy, so he doesn't even have to make that choice this week. He can just put all three in, um, and then he's good to go. Um, but look, I've stuck with him all year. I've performed satanic rituals in his name. I'm not leaving him now. I'm backing my boy Fitzy in once again. Oh, fair enough. Havers, any any thoughts on this one, and who are you tipping? It's It's got to be Ben to go back-to-back. I when when Fitzy has these two the based on his lineup now his two starting running backs have scored twenty nine point eight points combined for the whole season who are going to be his two starting running backs with Harris and Homer so that that bodes bodes really well for the week. Oh, that's 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 disastrous. Oh yeah, and, and that says it all. When I was I was going to question why Travis Homer was still in his roster, and you've just answered it for me. It's because he's his starting running back. Not much more needs to be said about that. Um, I also just as a comment, Jerry Judy just not anywhere near starting in Fitzy's roster. He's named his team after him. He's arguably one of the few good players he has, but he doesn't start him anymore. And he hasn't like as much as like I'm big raps on him. He hasn't shown that much in actual football, and he only put up like five this week. New England against KC, you might have a better shot, but I don't know. I think with like rookie guys like that, I don't normally want to put them in my lineup. Like rookie wide receivers, I don't want to put them in my lineup till they have they've shown it or they have like a ridiculously good matchup. Like they play Atlanta in three weeks, maybe that game, but until he has a game where he puts he gets 20 points or something, I'd keep him on the bench. Good management fits him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, you know, that's why you tip Fitzy. And I guess you and Fitzy are the only ones that think he's probably a better option uh, on the bench than Sammy Watkins, who's inactive. (laughs) 
Look, look, Sammy Watkins could surprise. He rise from the grave. But look, if Sammy Watkins plays and Fitzy starts him, and that's the difference, I'm going to greatly enjoy it because Ben loves Sammy Watkins, <laughs> despite how he knows how bad Sammy Watkins is as a fantasy player. And then for yeah. Sammy Watkins to beat Ben in the 1v5 matchup, 1 and 5 matchup, it would, look, around the kitchen of the house, there would be a lot of banter. <laughs> Well, that's that's the main main thing we're trying to achieve out of these games. Okay, one final question on this: um, Given he's off the uh, off the our injured reserve, would you start Corey Davis or Jerry Judy if you're fifty? Uh, Jerry Judy with the matchup, I wouldn't. I'd, unless they're a superstar, I just wouldn't start anyone against Pittsburgh. Their defense is very good. Fair enough, Havis. Uh, yeah. I don't- I'd have to agree there. All right. Just, that's, I was about to write that down and I realized it wasn't a tip. All right. And our last game of the round uh, is the self-exiled pup, Nintendo himself, Keeney, two and four, coming up against Mr. Unlucky. The world is against me, Mikhailov, uh, who's also at two and four. Um, stats would show that this is probably going to end someone's season based on the numbers that Havers has crunched. Um, and actually, just incidentally, sorry, just a question with notice, but anyone ever made it from 0-5? Just thinking about Ben. If Ben gets up this week, he's suddenly back in the 2-5 and five range, which we know he's done it from before. No, no one's... For, from 0-5? No, no one's made it from 0-4. That would be well, Sydney Swans 2017-like. Yeah, well, um, okay. So, yep, Keeney versus Dale. Dale loses Dale loses Taylor, which is be a bit of a loss for him at running back because he's struggling at that position given he's, he's lost Cook first to injury and now to buy, and he obviously already lost Saquon earlier in the year. Um, however... Keeney loses his spiritual captain in the Blankenship, goggles himself. So that's obviously got a pretty big morale impact on the team. Yeah. What do we think about this one? Well, I mean, just a poor management of his team by Dale. He had two kickers and then he gets rid of one right as he's coming into the bye. That's why you keep two kickers <laughs> so you, you can uh, just switch them out. That's very true. That's got to be the, one of the worst bits of coaching I've ever seen because he's going to have to waver back. If they're his two favourite kickers, he's going to have to pay to waver the same guy back. Yeah. That's just I mean, I'm assuming that you'll cut like Brian Hill and then just pick up whichever kicker. Um, but, I mean, you could have wavered Brian Hill. <laughs> he dropped Hill him last after time. the week started though, didn't he? Pretty sure he dropped him during the round. Yeah, so he could have just waited. He'd already set his starting lineup. He picked up Brandon Ayuk, so he hasn't added. Oh wow, that's. I'm glad this is our last game because I I don't know where to go from there. That's <laughs> anyway. Oh, any other thoughts on this one? Just Frank Gore getting another start, as we mentioned before. Just you love to see it. Just what forty years old putting up fantasy points. Look, when I'm 40, I'm not going to be putting up fantasy points. Is there any chance he'll play with his son in the NFL in a couple of years? 
two years away, I think, is he? If he, I don't know if he's good enough. But... I think he's three years, like with by like the draft and then the next season. So probably not, but look, fingers crossed. Maybe you can just some team will sign him and they'll just run like a joint backfield of the two of them and then cut him as soon as that finishes the play. Alar, <laughs> the, the two oh, it's the two baseballers at Seattle. Kenny Griffith. Yeah. Yeah, they're so they play together. And hit back to back homers. Yep. Really? So I, as a fun fact for you, but I went to King Griffey Jr.'s last ever baseball game in Seattle, Ooh. which is the only baseball game I've ever been to. Actually. <laughs> I just, I, I genuinely went to, I was in Seattle, went to a baseball game because it was a touristy thing to do. And they were going nuts every time King Griffey went up to bat. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, I know this guy's big because of the Simpsons, but didn't. Didn't know, you know, they got that excited <laughs> given he's batting every second innings. And then they kind of kept putting all this stuff on the screen. Because, like, you know how they have those – they don't have, like, screens like we do at the footy. It's those yeah. old screens. It's just mm. like a you know, yellow and black kind of thing. Um, and it was so eventually pieced it together that it was his last ever game. So, yeah, a lot of uh, – a lot of – we're talking baseball from the Simpsons got sung that day, it's fair to say, and – I can confirm the jaw was not grotesquely swollen. (laughs) Things clearly calmed down. Anyway, um, that's probably not what our um, British listeners in particular care about hearing. So tips on this one. Uh, I think you've got to go um, uh, for Keeney. Just no Taylor, no Cook, no Tucker. Um, makes it tough. And then um, Kenny's matchups aren't great, but he has a full team. And, yeah, full team against when you've got your third and fourth running backs on the other team and makes it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And especially with uh, the bad luck Dale's facing and everyone putting up big scores <laughs> against him, it's probably, probably set to continue this year. Uh, the the real question is like does Josh Allen even play out the whole game? Cool. Tua, yeah. Tua, Tua got some reps this week, and you're not looking to protect Fitzpatrick. Whereas Allen runs. We've seen what happened with Dak. These guys running. If the game's locked up, you just bring in Matt. Is it Matt Barkley? Yeah, Matt Barkley to have some some reps. Yeah, it's a fair call. It's a, it's definitely a possibility uh, because the Jets are very very bad. Um, so Havers, you're you're with you're on Keeney as well. Yeah. All right, I'll mark those down, and then I I'm, I'm going to go Dale. I reckon number one, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, and Dale's been the squeakiest wheel ever about his bad luck. So I reckon that might help it turn. Uh, secondly. I just don't think Keeney's team's got the metal to overcome the loss of the goggles. Just reckon it's, you know, an apple rots from the core and fish rots from the head and Keeney's team's going to rot from the blankenship as far as I'm concerned. So until he's back in the lineup, I can't see him win the game. And that's our last one for the week. So, um, I think we've, uh, we've probably just ticked a little over half an hour, so it's probably a good time to, to wrap it up. Um, 
Viz, thanks very much for, for joining us and just filling the episode full of delicious stats. Do you have any other gems for us just to sign us out on? Yes. As we were going, I was actually able to uh, complete the scores without the overall scoring, without our kickers oh, yep. and defense. Oh, yep. So what have we got here? So it's Cam. Oh, and that's not sorted. I said I was good to go, but I'm not. Um, just while you're doing that, I've got a stat. Yeah. With Havers replacing Keeney this week, uh, the total hair volume of uh, <laughs> podcast host is reduced by over 80%. Total hair volume is reduced by 80%. Well, the lift of the hair. Oh, the lift Havers of the hair. Oh, that haircut while Keeney's he's, he's all vertical. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, you're right. There's 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 no vertical hairs on this head, on this. Actually, a couple of your moustache hairs, I reckon, are pointing up. A bit of, <laughs> bit of uh, the kind of German spritz on the end there, just those sparkly ones. Um, but no, you're right. It's 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 a stat which will be interesting to see how that parlays into fantasy results over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the the adjusted overalls. So you got uh, Cam, Manny, Woodsy, Jared. Dale, Cummins, me, Andrew, Reese, Ben, Keeney, and Fitzy. Right. So the big mover there is Jared drops two spots. And Reese as well. And Reese drops a couple as well, yeah. Camo moves Reece, up a little bit. Yeah, Reese drops four. If Jared drops two spots, that means at minimum he's it's like it's a big junk. It's like thirty or forty points that's taking off him in compared to Woodsy. So that's a pretty Yeah. There you go. So uh, maybe Reece, maybe maybe Jared hasn't been as unlucky as we think. Well Reese, ninety nine points from kicker and defense. Wow. Through six weeks. Oh actually, now that I compare that to, to others, that's not very high. There's a hundred, couple hundred and twenties, hundred twenty nine. Oh, who's the one twenty nine? Ah, uh, that's Cam. Wow, hundred. When 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 things are going right, they're going right. Yeah. So he's averaging Cam. more than twenty points a game across both positions. Cam with one point five. Cam with the lowest at sixty nine. Sorry, Cummins with the lowest. Sorry, Cummins with the lowest at sixty five. Mm. All right, there you go. Well, all right. Well, anyway, um, thank you for that. Great, great note to finish us off on. Um, always yeah. a pleasure having you on the podcast and looking forward to getting the rest of the league members back on in the next couple of weeks for our mid-season reviews. And our uh, non-Ocho Bowl listeners. And, of course, as always to our non-Ocho Bowl listeners, it's a pleasure to have you no, we're Please. having them on. If there's someone out there that is not in the Ocho on listening, they can come on the podcast and tell us their favorite Ocho Roll memories. <laughs> make, we'll make that we'll, email. We'll post a contact email address in the in the show notes. Uh, and with that, I think we'll sign off for the night. Thanks very much for joining us, boys, and good luck for the weekend's games. Good luck, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Good luck.